say that like I love serial killers people are like you're so weird and it's not that like I love serial killers is I'm fascinated by like what drives people to do something like that serial killers huh a little bit startling to hear however timing is everything and since we are near Halloween I figured I'd put this one up and get it out there seeing as how it all ties in around fear and ghostly things that voice you just heard is from Daisy Pipes of the Unfolded Nightmares podcast, a weekly show that dives into real-life stories of murderers, serial killers, hauntings, possessions, and much, much more. And this week, Daisy tells us how, after some twists, turns, stumbles, and self-identity concerns, she ended up with such a show. It's a great story, and I hope you all enjoy. So, let's get started. From what I can take from it, you're a writer. And yes. the writing kind of led you into you telling stories about a subject that you uh, were, were, were interested in. And I guess it's just like, I don't want to paint the picture of you as like a dark person, but you do get like your thing is like dark. Yeah, so. um, because um, horror and writing are my passions. Like uh, they saved my life. I think that it actually started when I was pretty young. Um, I've always had a love for horror and scary things. I have a lot of siblings and I would drag them into my room and force them to listen to me, tell them scary stories and ghost stories. And I um, always kind of enjoyed um, just I enjoy the feeling of being scared and I enjoy um, seeing people's faces when they're scared. It's just always been kind of fun for me. And uh I, I turned that into writing um, when I was about 12 years old. Um, so, yeah, I just really, like, it really helped me. I was a um, classical ballet dancer um, my entire life. And um, that I identified as a ballet dancer, and I was only a ballet dancer. I didn't do anything else. I didn't write. This was before I wrote or anything. And um, I had a very serious injury that uh, actually forced me to be in a wheelchair for three years. Wow. Whoa. Back. Can, can we back up a little bit? Um, so you, yes. you as, a, as a serious ballet dancer, like, so, so mm -hmm. we're talking years. Or like, how old were you when you started? Dancing? I was three years old when I started dancing. Um, my godmother was a ballet dancer, and she got me into it. And um, I was 11 when I had my injury. So was the... Um, was the injury a result of the dan dancing? Yes, it was. I had to have multiple surgeries on both my feet. Um, I'm very lucky to be walking. Um, so, yeah, it was a result of the dance. Um, I was a very um, advanced for my age, well, skill-wise, but um, physically my body could not handle how fast my skills were, and um, my feet, both my feet collapsed, and I have like, pins all that. Um, but it was, uh, I, so I always identified as just a ballet dancer. I didn't identify as Daisy. And then, um, so I just started, I was homebound and I just started writing one day. I started writing about how I felt about it and why it hurt me so much. And 
it just continued from there. Uh, I found something that I love way more than I ever loved dancing, and I'm very, very, very grateful for that. So um, at, <clears throat> at 11, uh, you, you, your identity is kind of like crushed, right? Because yeah. everything you were was, was dance and, and ballet. Yes. And yeah. to kind of get to a, a, a place of peace, you started writing. Do you remember? Mm-hmm. Do you remember what some of your first writings or earlier writings were about? Yeah, I actually have them still and like go through them. Um, they're all about just like the very beginnings were very like awful. They were terrible, but they were very, um, very self pitying, very like you know, moody teenager, like um, very like throwing myself a pity party, and then. Um, it quickly t- changed when, because I was homebound and daytime TV is awful, um, I used to always watch those terrible, like, horror story reenactment shows, like the um, hauntings and who did I just marry type shows. And once I started watching those, I started making up my own, like, scary stories and stuff like that. So it quickly turned from, like, crying and whining uh, just made up stories about different ghosts or different stuff like that. Did you did you have an uh, audi- an audience for it or was it just for no. your personal? Okay. It was it started off just my personal um stuff. I had like I have journals um full of stuff. <clears throat> Sorry. Um I have journals full of stuff. Uh, I was just for personal and um I would let my mom read them. That was about it. <laughs> um but yeah, it was just more for fun, more to help me. And I just found that I excelled in it, and I loved it. But I went to college for writing. I was at um, Old Dominion University for creative writing, English with a focus on creative writing. And um, I was, like, super excited. I was like, I'm going to, you know, write a book one day. I'm going to keep using my writing. I'll be you know, I'll write little comics for the newspaper or something. I'll find a way to use my creative writing to really, like, propel myself. And I got into ODU, and it's a great school. It's just not, um, I don't think college is for me. <laughs> and I, don't, I had a year and a half left, and I just couldn't do it anymore. I um, dropped out and didn't write for a long time, didn't touch my journals for a long time. And I just actually recently in the past, like, six months picked up my journals again. <clears throat> and started writing and um i'm very glad i did so how was how was the um that's so I'm, I'm i'm gonna phrase this the right way so you, your your identity wasn't quite the dancer anymore you had phased out of that um you've adjusted you're you're a young adult and then you, yes. you got to college in college it wasn't working for you the way you might have thought going up into it and then mm-hmm. you quit writing so yeah. that time period that you're not writing, like, what's what's Daisy up to? Um, I was very, I was at a very low place because I went from identifying myself as a dancer to identifying myself as a writer, and I wasn't, I never saw myself as Daisy without those things. I saw myself as my talents, and so I think that in the beginning, those that time when I wasn't writing was really hard for me. Um, it was weird. Um, I wasn't, uh, I don't know, I didn't feel like me anymore. And I think that time when I wasn't writing was actually really good for me as a person. 
um, because it kind of gave me time to do other things I enjoyed. I actually got back into dancing, a different form of dancing, but I got back into dancing. I got um, into running. I got into working out more. I just got into different things that I I had never done before. Um, And it really helped me kind of find myself and not find myself in my writing, if that makes sense. Did you pick up from where you left off or what what was it that can, I guess, compelled you would be a good word to sit down and do it again? Um, it was actually, um, I've always had a love for reading too. Um, and I wasn't doing either. I wasn't reading or writing and it was actually, um, my fiance, um, after about six months of me not writing or anything or read, I hadn't read, I hadn't write, I hadn't, you know, done anything that before I had done. He just kind of looked at me and he was like, what are you doing? And I was like, I'm sitting here. What do you mean? What am I doing? Like, I was really thrown off by the question. And um, he was just like, I haven't seen you read in months. I haven't seen you written, write anything in months. And I was like, yeah, I know. And he was like, well, what if I, because he's a dancer as well. Um, he was like, well, what if I just stopped dancing? Wouldn't you think that was weird? And I was like, well, yeah. He was like, well, it's weird to like, start writing again. And I don't know why it's the way he said it. I was like, it, was, it is weird. Like, so I just started again. So I, I, I take it um, you receive a lot of support from your fiance and encouragement, and that's the more or less like the backbone, right? Yeah, um, yeah. Um, I, he supports me more than anyone in the world. I actually have been, I've been talking about doing a podcast for like months. Like every so often, I just like randomly say, "Man, I really want to do this." I, I'm like, but I was scared. Like it's scary to put your artwork out there and your work and things you've worked on and like have people judge you on them. And um, I was just very nervous about it. And one day he just kind of got fed up and he went to Best Buy and bought me my first mic and surprised me with it. And I was like, well, now I have to do it. Like, so yeah, he is my biggest supporter. People care more about what you're talking about and what you're saying rather than how it sounds. Right. Before I put up this show, I held on to my content for like six weeks. So I had did interviews okay. with two people. And okay. I just held on to it because I was so anxious because I felt like this was so different. I don't know where, where people are listening and it's not just people I know. <laughs> and I, it was it was gone. So I was starting over. So I was very, very, very apprehensive about doing it again. Um, if you can share, because I think you mentioned that you were a little worried about like your art being received by others, like what it's like right before you decide to go with it. Uh, it's gotten better each week, like posting it. But I, I just remember like my first week, like, like I got the mic and then I spent a week researching and writing and um, this is going to sound weird. I did my first one on my favorite serial killer. Saying favorite might be the wrong word, but the serial killer I find most interesting um, just because the way his mind works, I've done like extensive research on him and it's just like so interesting to me. And But like I spent so long researching, I put so much time into it and by the time it was done, I felt like I was going to throw up. Like, I was like, I don't know. I've done all, spent all this time. I was like, maybe I should just do this for me. Like, I was so scared. And I just like, no, I had to like talk myself into like hitting that upload button. Because it was just like, it's something 
it's it's hard to describe unless people have ever drawn something or recorded themselves singing or um taken a picture and just like something they really really when you have something that you care about so much you want to know how people feel about it but you don't want it to get ripped to shreds and it's very it's nerve-wracking um but it gets better each week i feel more confident about it each week and each feedback i get i feel better about it and i have to keep in mind that no matter how many people like what you're doing there's always going to be you know for every one person who likes what you do there's going to be two who don't and you can't let the two who don't bother you and uh so i just had to keep that in mind and i'm like a perfectionist i am your like if you think of like a you know prima perfectionist type a ballerina like that's me like i am like uh, but, like i don't like doing anything half ass or halfway sorry oh um, it's, it's fine we're, we're grown up so <laughs> you can you can speak how you speak um but i don't like any doing anything halfway and i am i am a perfectionist almost to a fault so if i don't feel like something is perfect i don't want to put it out there and um i don't feel i definitely didn't feel like my first episode was anywhere near perfect so i was so i was so nervous like so uh, oh uh, the, the first episode, John Wayne Gacy. Yes. Um, so first, let me say, like, you, you taught me a lot more about him than I think I knew. I think I knew about the clown stuff. But beyond that, like, I really, I thought the murders were associated with him being a clown. So mm -mm. you enlightened me on him. But you mentioned that um, he was your favorite. Too, yes. Killer. So you mind uh, elaborating on that? Yeah. Um every time I say that like I love serial killers people are like you're so weird and it's not that like I love serial killers is I'm fascinated by like what drives people to do something like that like is it nature or nurture you know is it how you're born that way is it how you were raised and I think I the reason I find John Wayne Gacy so fascinating is because if you look at his childhood we've done so much research on him and like you look into his past family members he's had it's almost like what he what drew him to it is a combination of having like crazy family members who had mental illnesses and who didn't think clearly um didn't think the way that what we would say is conventionally normal or what is socially acceptable and then he also had like an abusive mother and lived in an abusive situation and he suffered from, you know, an, a very a very abusive father. Like, I just find it fascinating that he is a combination of two. Like, a lot of times, you'll, I've, you'll look at serial killers and they either have, like, really, really crazy family members and a good childhood, like, mental illness in the family, but have had a reasonably good childhood, or they've had a really terrible history of mental illness. And Gacy has like a combination of both. And I think that just the way his mind works is what fascinates me or worked is what fascinates me. Unfolded nightmares, right? Yes. That. Yeah, that was actually um, I did not come up with that. That was a combination of um, my dad and my fiance. It was my two favorite men came up with that for me. What, what, what's, oh. what's the reason about it? If you could share. Well, I was talking to my dad about it. And I, was, I, I said, I was like, I just want to unfold things that, like, horrors of real life. Like, things that, like, these things happen. Like, people get tortured in asylums, or they did. And, like, these are, these are real things. These aren't made-up stories from someone's mind, like you see in a horror movie. 
and I said unfolded and he was like why don't you and I said unfolded and he was like why don't you call it like unfolded horrors or he said something else like unfolded reality and I sent um the title to my fiance I texted it to him and I was like what do you think about one of these and he said why don't you call it unfolded nightmares because they're night like real life nightmares so it was a combination of the two of them coming up with my name for me how much time is involved with you figuring out that researching and, and developing a show like how much goes into you putting putting it together um i spend so i usually figure i upload the episode on sundays i usually i work like a nine to five desk job I, I work for an insurance company and half the time i'm there for eight hours i work for like four so i um on monday i get into work and i'll just i have like a list of things taped on my desk where it's like a list of different serial killers, a list of different um, asylums, a list of different bank robberies, which I haven't done a bank robbery yet, but I will be doing one soon. A list of haunted houses in the, in the world. Just a whole a list of just things that have always interested me. And just each week, I literally just randomly pick one. And um, from usually like Tuesday to Thursday, at least, um, I'd say at least two, two and a half hours a day, from Tuesday to Thursday, I'll research, I'll take notes, and then usually on Thursdays, I will spend about three hours writing. Um, and it doesn't take me that long to write because they're only about eight minutes, eight to 12 minutes long. So I spend about like three to four hours writing on Thursday nights, and then uh, Saturday mornings, it takes me about two and a half hours to record and edit. And then I, at noon, I just press the upload button and it's up. I like schedules. I like things to have a place and have an order. And uh, so I'm very, I have a certain day I do things. I do it that day. I spend the amount of time. I get it done. I do it all same week. Everything I do is same week. That's dope. Because I also like to have time, even though this is for me, and I, I, I've been loving doing this so much. Like I, it's, bring, it's really brought me a lot of happiness. I still like to write for myself sometimes too just write stuff so I like to make sure that I scheduled this properly so I can still have my own time to read or write or play video games with my family or and not be worrying about oh did I finish this in time for this podcast or did I post on my Instagram in time for this week or stuff like that I like to have it set what about any other um mediums other than podcasting do you do you do YouTube videos do you have a Tumblr page or anything like that blogs um actually we were actually ju just talking about me starting a youtube uh channel like this past week when i kind of got like all of a sudden got a bunch of new followers i was like i need to do something to more promote this and um so yeah i uh was just actually talking about um doing a youtube channel and uh i just thought it'd be good to kind of put a face to my voice because my back my um my like i guess you say my header or whatever on um soundcloud is a picture of me but it's also you can't see those on the phones and it's also it's a picture it's not you don't get to see how i carry myself how i move my hands when i talk it's i just think it'd be good to have a face for the voice um so actually i was just um talking about and playing with the idea of starting a youtube channel and using that to kind of push it forward 
Um, and I think, and then I use my Instagram a lot um, to push it forward because my Instagram is oh, that's probably my most used social media. The fact that it's authentic and genuine comes through, and um, I, I definitely want you to continue and um, tell as many stories about real life horrors as you possibly can because I will yeah. be tuned in for any in every episode. Thank you. I appreciate it. I'm looking at um, pretty soon, um, within the next couple weeks, couple months, hopefully weeks, um, starting to tell my own personal stories that I've written throughout the years as well. So I'm kind of looking to branch out a little bit as well. So that is coming eventually. <laughs> That's a big risk. Yeah, it's very scary. <laughs> yeah, yeah, because you're definitely putting yourself out there. Yeah. But um, it'll... it'll all work out because it usually does if you could talk to i always ask this cliche question if you could talk to the younger you about the subject of i guess uh the creative space is there any advice that you would give the younger you um i think i would tell younger me that like to relax that yes, um, you have, you, your life has changed and you have lost your once only creative outlet. And at this moment, you think you're not going to find anything, but just relax, like breathe and take a second. Not everything's so serious. Like you will find something that you love so much more and that fills you up. Everyone finds something, whether it's sports or art or food making food eating food whatever it is like everyone finds something that fills them up like um makes them happy fills their soul and just like breathe and let it come to you don't try to go out searching for it like it'll find you eventually which in fact is really great advice because just like it found daisy it could find you or anyone else just as well but speaking of finding Daisy, you can find Daisy's podcast on SoundCloud by either searching for Unfolded Nightmares or at the address of soundcloud.com slash daisy hyphen pipes. I'll put that in the description. And only because I don't want to say her Instagram name incorrect, I'm just going to include that in the description and not try to spell it out for you. Let's all give Daisy thanks for being a guest. Then right after you listen to this podcast, you go out and find hers and give her a download or two. Thanks to you all for coming back and listening again. And just remember, in life, the only safe thing you can take is a chance. See you all next week.